new push to help increase international travel. With global air traffic down 92% this year, the International Air Transport Association is pushing for rapid virus tests of all passengers before travel. It says travel bans and quarantine rules have made times tough for airlines. The testing would take place at the airport or remotely. The results will be accessed through an app. Health authorities are still considering how effective it would be. The International Civil Aviation Organization is working on guidelines that countries could use in establishing testing protocols. Luis Mateo, CBS News. Just in time for Halloween. Twist the bones and then the back. The Hocus Pocus cast is getting back together. Bette Midler let the black cat out of the bag, announcing the Sanderson sisters are ready for a reunion. 27 years after their occult classic debuted, Midler, Sarah, Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, and a bunch of celebrities will have a live fundraiser October 30th. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUIT. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-430-4505 Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Benton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Medicare open enrollment runs from October 15th to December 7th, and Buckeye Hills Regional Council is here to help. Our enrollment specialists are available by appointment to assist in finding the best coverage option for yourself or a loved one. Plans change, and so do your health needs. Call Buckeye Hills Regional Council at 1-800-331-2644 to schedule an appointment today. 
what in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. This is Ken Ryan. I'm running for probate and juvenile judge of Athens County. Since 1992, I've served Athens County in many ways. I've been a public school teacher for 12 years, government official and attorney for children, the elderly, and mentally ill. I've represented 115 children in juvenile court alone. After 28 years of service and more than 1,000 cases in probate and juvenile court, I've developed a level of experience that is unmatched in this race. Cast your vote for the experience choice. Day four by Ken Ryan for judge. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Yeah, boy. What a beautiful morning. Look at that sunshine, the very comfortable temperatures. Oh, wait a minute. got the wrong weather forecast in front of me. Yeah, that, that was Honolulu. And it's still a beautiful place to live. Good morning, folks, and welcome. Uh, today, a free-for-all. Um, let's see, I haven't looked ahead. I know I have um, our fire chief scheduled one day this week. Is it tomorrow or Thursday? Do you know, Scott? Um, I do not. Okay, let me turn your mic on. I forgot already. Good morning. Good morning. I'm thinking it's Thursday. I'm thinking likewise. But... Um, I'm trying to get both the fire chief on, and uh, but separately, and then the uh, police chief, because we've got Halloween coming up, and it's going to be mucho different this year. Yes. Um, we can't have the big festival in the street. And how are they going to come to uh, to grips with that? Yes. So... Should be interesting how we're gonna. We're trying to. Um, we, I know um, Bob Reimer is all set. I just can't remember if it's tomorrow or Thursday. I want to say Thursday. And then um, Tom Pyle, uh, we're working on that one. We don't have it set yet. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, good morning, folks. It's October 19th. It's a Monday. This is the 293rd day of this year of 2020. There are 73 days left. Uh, when we look at a highlight in history, they go back to the year 1781. When on, the, when on October 19th, British troops under General Lord Cornwallis surrendered at Yorktown, Virginia, as the American Revolution neared its end. Um, let's see here. 
since we didn't have a show yesterday, I brought in yesterday's uh, stuff as well as today's. So to yesterday was net, and I need help with this one. National Exascale Day. Look at this word here. Exascale. Okay, let's see what we can find here. What the hell is that? Um, it's national. Yesterday was National Chocolate Cupcake Day. Certainly can't complain about that. Mm-mm. International Legging Day. That's uh, tall socks, right? Uh, yes, mm -hmm. that would be. National <clears throat> No Beard Day. Uh-oh, you're out on that one. I was in trouble. I'm in trouble. Uh, folks, I haven't had a beard since college days, and uh, when COVID started, I turned to Pat and I said, what do you think? Should I do something as weird as grow a beard? She said, it's up to you. <laughs> Good for you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and I have grown one. And I've tr trimmed it a number of times because I, I can grow a pretty healthy beard. And um, But I've, I've trimmed it back a number of times in these last uh, six or eight months. National Exascale Day. All right. You ready? I've been waiting. On October 18th, National Exascale Day celebrates the scientists and researchers who make breakthrough discoveries in medicine, materials, sciences, energy, and beyond with the help of some of the fastest supercomputers in the world. And then it goes on to say... This era in technology will have a profound impact on nearly every aspect of our daily lives. Right. It will impact everything from healthcare, manufacturing, to understanding new energy sources and the origins of the universe. Exascale is defined as a quintillion computations per second. For perspective, if all 7.7 .7 billion people on Earth each completed one calculation per second, it would take over four years. An exascale, exascale computer can complete a quintillion computation in one second. A little faster. <laughs> Just a smidge faster. Well, certainly we assume there are many exascale devices keenly involved in this um, finding a a cure a, not a cure a um, vaccine yeah well there obviously that that certainly helps you know more people surviving cancer uh, populations def deplete fewer natural resources you know, the technology with this is just so helpful. Well, all those terms. points were for yesterday. I thought I'd bring in yesterday's chart as well. But here's, uh, here's what they have to say about today, October 19th. National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. Now, that has some importance here at the radio station. I'll explain you uh, <laughs> in a few minutes. Yep. National Kentucky Day. National Seafood Bisque Day, 
in National LGBT Center Awareness Day. So all of those seem very clear. But National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. Okay. So about a week ago, some emails just didn't look right. And uh, I had two rather important organizations, one in, I guess, Colorado, and I can't think where the other one's located, but both of them sending me important information via email, files. I didn't get them. And then I started to realize there was other stuff that wasn't showing up that was normal. To, to that I normally receive. So we got our ace involved, Brian Winter. And he had just finally came to the conclusion our email system here at the radio station was simply overworked. It didn't have the capacity to work any farther than it had already. And, and here's the thing, you know, when you, um, when you uh, discard something, throw it in the trash, as you might call it, your computer trash, a lot of people never empty their trash can. So all this data is sitting in there, taking up space on your central system. Okay, so we, we got people to, and they weren't very fast about this, I might add, but we said, You've, everybody must clear their trash file. If there's something that you really must keep, um, don't keep it there. Put it in your regular listings somewhere. And, and then there were some other things we had to clean up. And now about, um, what was about 5.30 last night, I think, things started to come back to life. But most of the weekend, we have been without email completely. Now, we also had to work with our the company that provides our email service, and we upgraded our account so that it could handle more. But it couldn't do so until we had cleaned up some of the past. You know what I mean? Yes. So, National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. That means a lot to us here. And we can set that one aside. Um, birthdays? Why not? I'm scanning here. John Lithgow, the actor, 75. Patricia Ireland, the feminist uh, activist, 75. Um, 
you might want to take this. Okay. Okay. There might be some urgent thing going on there. Okay. Um, where was I? Um, bum, 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 bum. Charlie Chase, a talk show host, 68 years of age. Vander Holyfield, boxer, right? He's 58. He's retired, by the way. Chris Catan, the comedian, 50 today. And really, I, I recognize very few names today. This list is not extremely long, but it's long enough that I normally have more than just this. Anyway, I'm going to call it, uh, well, let's see here. We'll do the youngest person, an actor. Hunter King is 27. All right, COVID. It continues to be a source of great concern. They're talking about it having a comeback, right? A, a new wave of it. And um, not a different wave, but a, just more numbers. Um, so, where do we stand? Here in Athens, we are now standing at um, 1145 cases. Now you remember when I used to, you know, compare the state data and we were always under that. That switched a few days ago. So if we were like the rest of the state, we would have had 1,026 cases. But we have 1,145 cases. Of those cases, um, 255 are currently active. We have uh, 39 that are in the hospital. 888 who have recovered and two that died early on. Now, we have a caller. Let's see what's on their minds. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo, indeed. <laughs> How are y'all today? Fine. I'm good. Midway through this report, did, did uh -huh. you, you had something in mind with it? Yes, Vander Holyfield. Oh, what yes. He'll always be famous for. And that is? Give me the ear bit by Mike Tyson. Oh, yes. I guess I've forgotten that. And, Dave, did you hear about the, one of the uh, dorms on the OU campus? They busted them having a party, 30 people or more in one room. Well, one it, it's more than just that. 
Yeah, that's one, that was one let me, of the... Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me help, let me help you out just a bit. Okay. Okay, so, folks, we've had three dorms that on campus have had to be changed to being dormitories to being uh, purely for people that have COVID. Inside one of those, over the weekend, they had a party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, how how dumb do you have to be? And I'm well, sorry if that that pokes personal at somebody, but well, I mean, you know what they probably was doing, taking their paper textbook papers, ripping them out, rolling up in doobies and smoking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why they. That's what they call it, dope. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, no smoking on campus either. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it's just yeah. uh, so careless. Oh, I know, people. I just, you know, if, if it wasn't for the university, we wouldn't be in the red. But without the university, we we wouldn't be a town either. It's true. So. I have another report that's kind of interesting about universities in Ohio here in a moment. All righty. So uh, yeah, keep, just, keep listening. I'll just, I'll just shut up and let y'all talk and I'll listen to you. <laughs> okay. Good to y'all hear your voice, good. though, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Y'all do a good job. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Don. All right. Okay. Talk to you, later. you bet. Bye-bye. Did we have Bye-bye. him honking the horn up at... Uh, the Trimble football game Friday night? I don't know. I don't either. I know we had the Jambulance up there. Yep. You still there, Don, by any chance? No, I, let me turn him on again. No, nope. he's, he's gone. He's gone. Okay. In fact, I'm not sure the if the Jambulance went up Friday night. It went up Saturday night. To uh, Nelson, New York game. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, hey, that's, uh, that's since we've broken that topic, um, we can always come back to this COVID oh, thing. Oh, okay. Um, the, 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 the two games we had this weekend. Yeah. Uh, lay it out for Big us. Big wins for both Trimble and Nelsonville, York. The Trimble Tomcats were victorious after a, uh, tie. They were tied. Actually, they were behind in the first half, 20 to 12. But, uh, the game was tied at halftime, 20 to 20. Now, they were playing in iconic Gloucester Memorial Stadium, where nobody beats the Tomcats, or not very often anyway, but it was tied at halftime, and uh, Coach Ferris said that that was not your typical number 16 seed team. I think they were number 16, being Monroe Central. Uh, However, Trimble poured it on the second half and uh, ended up winning 47-26. to Now, Monroe would be where? Um, Monroe, I think it's over near Woodsfield on the eastern part of Ohio. I still need help. Woodsfield um, doesn't help me. Yeah, let's see. Near Cambridge. Okay, got yeah, it. Up in that area, got east it. of Cambridge. Cambridge, I know. In that area, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they came, came down to Gloucester and uh, went home looking toward next year. Okay. So, uh, Treble moves on. Uh, they will host Burn Union at uh, Gloucester Memorial Stadium. That game will be Friday at same time frame. Pre-game at 6.50 
kick off at 7 uh, on our sister station, Power 105. So tune in for all the exciting action. Now, I know a lot of these games have restrictions on who can attend. They do, yes. Was anyone allowed to attend or yes. only like two tickets per parent or what? That's what they're trying to adhere to, the policy. Is uh, two tickets per student athlete, uh, per cheerleader, I believe, and maybe even uh, band, the maybe. band. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so okay. yeah, they're trying to limit that. Of course, they can only have so many there, mm. and of course, visitors same way, too. So it's it's not your typical packed house. Well, there. visitors really don't have a chance, do they? Um, probably we, not, okay. unless you know they bring. Unless somebody's in the group. Yep. Yep. So. And then broadcasters being the only exception in officials, of course. Yes. Yep. All right. Yep. Coaching staff, obviously, too. So, uh, well, yeah, yeah they, uh, they're they limiting, obviously, because of the pandemic. Uh, you know, everybody knows that. But that's not your typically, uh, typical packed house up there at Gloucester Stadium uh, for the football playoffs. However, yeah, they've got a good uh, surrounding there, and I was told that there were uh, fans outside the stadium trying to do their best to, you know, get a glimpse of the game too. But of course, you know, well, they got to regulate that as well. You can honk your horns. Mm-hmm. You can be listening to the radio, and as they make a score, honk horns. I mean, there's all sorts of fun oh, things. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, of course, right there where the stadium's located, there's not a whole lot of room to, you know, for as many people that are probably in the game uh that's that two-lane stretch right there but i'll tell you what that is a beautiful stadium now the renovations they've done on that i have driven by it since it was renovated several times i really should stop and take a look yeah you should check it out looks looks really nice okay now the other game saturday saturday the nelsonville york buckeyes defeated sims valley 41 to 6 Big win for Nelsonville York. Uh, they move on in the playoffs. Uh, they they will travel to Fairland to take on uh, Fairland High School here uh, this coming Saturday night. Same time frame, pregame at 6.50, kickoff at 7 p.m. on our sister station, Power 105. So good luck, Trimble Tomcats. Good luck, Nelsonville York Buckeyes. All right. Fair enough. Lots of volleyball action going on, district tournaments going on, high school tennis tournaments going on, uh, high school golf going on. Uh, so lots of area student-athletes participating in those, too. The Athens Bulldogs boys golf team had a fantastic year this year. They were undefeated, 42-0 and this year. Whoa. And they had uh, a medalist uh, just about the every 42 match. 42-0, and 0. does that played. mean they've played 42 games? Well, they they play against forty two different schools. Oh, uh-huh. wow! So yeah, they you know they each uh, are each there match, multiple schools at each match? Yes. There oh, are. okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where they derive those numbers too. So. I see. Yeah, they uh, had a fantastic year. So congratulations uh, to them. And uh, of course, the high school tennis, high school golf teams, cross country, they're all in full swing but not at the college level, which kind of is interesting, isn't it, that the high schools can somehow work it out? Well, I mean, it's certainly a smaller... It is, but you do things on a smaller scale, you do other things on a little bit bigger scale. 
Well, let's let's uh, talk a little bit here. Um, back to this um, COVID report. Okay. So we gave you the Athens figures. Let's do the Ohio figures. As of two o'clock yesterday, the newest figure is one hundred and eighty-one thousand seven hundred and eighty-seven cases have occurred since COVID raised its head in uh, Ohio. Um, of those, 150,167 have recovered. Uh, that's 82.6%. But of the ones that have it, we've got 3,547 in an ICU situation. We have 14,420 in a regular hospital situation, not ICU. We have uh, 8,586 recovering at their homes. And then a very sad figure, we have 5,067 who have died in the state of Ohio. The United States. Uh, we used to have more data, but really we just have two figures now for the U.S. and two figures for the world. One is the number of people that have had it or are having it. The other is the death rate. So, as of yesterday, 8 million 188,764 cases of COVID have occurred in the United States. Uh, when you think of how many people live here, that's 2.5% have had it or are going through it as we speak. I am guessing the active number might be more like a million, maybe a million and a half, but still. Now, the death rate in the United States, 219,537. So, of all of the people that have caught it, The death rate is 2.68% here in our nation. What about the world? And then we'll be done with this. As of yesterday, 40 million, 100 and, I'm sorry, 40 million, 50,902 cases. That is 0.5% of the world's population. Remember, in the U.S., it was 2.5. Okay. Now, the death rate, 2.78. That translates to 1,113,750.
I know it's kind of uh, distressing and morbid and all that sort of thing to talk about those sort of things daily, but um, I think we have a certain responsibility to do so. 9.36 now. Amy Coney Barrett. Did you have a chance to watch very much of her? Yeah, I, w- I watched uh, some of it, yeah, and, the, and of course the highlights mm-hmm. uh, after the day's hearing confirmations, or the hearings, I guess it would be. She is something else. She is quite impressive. I don't care who nominated her. She is uniquely qualified in, you know, from what I've heard and seen and uh, from the reviews you hear. Now, obviously, one side is not going to vote for her, but the other side is. Um, Well, let me... She's sharp. Let me agree with you. Uh, I was uh, duly impressed with her nature, um, her approach to things. Um, I, I won't say impressed with her decisions because there haven't been any. You know, but I think she would give each item presented her direction very thorough and careful and logical thought and objective yes so um i I guess i've been impressed with her thus far tremendously yeah it's just you know it it doesn't matter who uh nominates these possible supreme court judges but my goodness they go through a character assassination almost to the point where some of the questions that come out, I mean, it ha- it's happened at other administrations, too, mm-hmm. that it's unfortunate that these beatdowns happen and families are drawn into them. Children of the nominees are drawn into them. And, you know, it's, it's a thing where business at hand really needs to be addressed. And, of course, yes, they go into to find out the character of an individual and uh, what what's happened to them in the past, what they've stood for, what they have not stood for. Yeah, people understand that, but my goodness. Um, just basically, you know, Judge Clarence Thomas was visibly shaken and visibly upset when he got his chance to speak about uh, being basically character assassinated during his hearing. Moving on. Um, And rightfully so. There seems to be a decline in sports ratings. Televised sports are suffering a steep ratings decline the viewership for the 2020 NBA Finals fell about 50% compared with last year. Golf's U.S. Open, Major League Baseball's Division Series, and Hockey's Stanley Cup Finals have all fallen by at least 40%. 
So what's going on? Well, in part, it's a series of one-time factors that stem from the pandemic. Every major sports league has been playing simultaneously in recent months, creating more competition for viewers. And without many fans in the stands, the games can also feel simply less exciting. But, could it be there are larger forces at work too? Sports, after all, aren't the only forms of programming with viewership's declines. Ratings for talk shows, award shows, well, they've also fallen. Which raises the possibility is, is um, John Koblen, he's a reporter for the New York Times, points out which is that broadcasting entertainment is experiencing a fundamental shift with people increasingly watching shows via streaming rather than organizing their lives around a television schedule. Now, yesterday, uh, my my wife is not a sports nut. <coughs> For years, I've drug her to this and that. <laughs> you know, OU football, OU basketball. And uh, even in bad weather, uh, she's less of a fan during bad weather, if you get my drift. Okay. Um... She has done what our community has done, and that is become a Joe Burrow nut. Okay? I like that. I'm glad she's done this. But yesterday, she was... We couldn't do anything till the game was over. She wouldn't <laughs> let me. You know? We had chores, tasks, shopping, whatever. Nope. Not until the game's over. Um, well, that's kind of fun. Anyway, so there's a concern about this. And, uh, you know, will this, once the pandemic is, shall we say, resolved, will yeah, that, it will be. Will that trend continue? Oh, yeah. That's what the, writers are questioning yes i, I noticed I, that uh they, they didn't mention the nba in there unless i missed it well i may have skipped it too uh, i didn't i didn't read this um word for word well you, you know a lot of people didn't even know the nba finals were happening i forgot about it actually and uh for the most part because i guess i was kind of engrossed in in the uh Major League Baseball playoffs, and also the Bengals games, and uh, Joe Burrow, too. So, <laughs> the NBA, final, NBA Finals are done. So, what what else are they? Is there anything else significant in there? No, it wasn't that, a terribly long article. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, that's surprising. I would think that they would go up since fans can't go to the games. Let's see. What do we have historically? Um, on this date in 1781, British forces under General Charles Cornwallis sign terms of surrender to George Washington at Yorktown. They did so at 2 p.m., ending the U.S. Revolutionary War. That would be kind of a big deal. 1926, the Russian Politburo throws out Leon Trotsky and his followers. Nineteen forty three, streptomycin, the first antibiotic remedy for tuberculosis, is isolated by researchers at Rutgers. Nineteen eighty seven, Black Monday, the stock markets around the world crash, including the Dow Jones stock index, which fell or falls five hundred and eight point three two points as 30 uh, I'm sorry 22 percent it's also four and a half times the previous daily record things always happen yes they do well folks um, here's a story that I'm 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 it troubles me to share, even though I have some favorites in here. Wallet Cube. Or Wallet Hub, excuse me. They, you know, do these studies. And I find them to be enlightening. So one was done in the last, uh, let's see, this came out at uh, 8 o'clock this morning. 8.11 to be exact. 2021's best colleges in Ohio. With the first early decision, college application begins deadline looming Application deadline looming on November 1st in colleges adapting to the COVID-19 pandemic. The personal finance website, Wallet Hub Today, released its 2021 Best Colleges and Universities Ranking Report as well as accompanying uh, information. To help college-bound seniors choose the best schools within their states, Wallet Hub compared over 1,000 higher education institutions in the United States on 30 key measures grouped into seven categories such as student selectivity, cost and financing, and career outcomes. The data set ranges from student-faculty ratio to graduation rate to post attendance median salary. Okay, here we go. The top 10 colleges and universities in the state of Ohio. 
Scott, I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's a radio show. <laughs> Who do you think came in first? Well, of course, I'm going to say Ohio University. But I'm going to probably logically say Case Western Reserve in Cleveland. You're dead on the mark. Oh, cool. Case Western came in first. I did I did not look either, folks. Kenyon came in second. Ohio State Columbus, third. Oberlin, fourth. Worcester, fifth. Denison, sixth. Ohio Northern, seventh. Cedarville, eighth. Walsh University, ninth, and Marietta, tenth. Interesting. Okay, now I've had an association with Oberlin, Worcester, Denison, and Ohio Northern. A little bit of one with Marietta. Yeah, they're all nice. Yep. Um, but for Ohio University not to be listed, what the hell is going on? Yeah, that's, that's a little surprising. We have so many areas of excellence, internationally speaking. I do not understand this one. Well, let's see here. I bet we do rank number one on what is the oldest college in Ohio. Well, that's simply figured by a date. Of course. 1804, of course. Yep. Ohio became a state in 1803. OU established in 1804. Here's how they... Let's take Case Western, for example. Okay. Admission rate, they came in first. Net cost, 43rd. Student-faculty ratio, ratio, 8th. On-campus crime, 18th. Gender and racial diversity, 1st. Graduation rate, 4th. Post-attendance, median salary, 1st. Now, I also have those breakouts for the other schools, but I, I, I think it's unnecessary to read them. I am so bullish 
Okay, my dad has been on the boards. The board. Uh, what do you call it? The yeah, the board. Right. Suddenly, it doesn't sound right. The board of trustees. Yes. Thank you. My dad has been on the boards of trustees for both the College of Worcester and Ohio Northern up in Ada, Ohio. He actually attended each of them. Um, Great pharmacy school there. He had something to do with founding that. Right. The law school as well. Um, I've had a lot to do with Denison in Granville. Uh, Of all the schools, I probably know it the best, although in my family, Worcester is Mecca. You know, at 4 o'clock each afternoon, we have to genuflect um, in the direction of Worcester. I, this is just amazing to me. All right. Not that those other schools aren't quality schools. They're all wonderful. Absolutely. They're all wonderful. But. Where in the world, how can they overlook Ohio with all its exceptional qualities? Yes. Academic excellence. Well, you could go school, to, you know, school to school within the university, you know, the College of Engineering. We got to do art turf, don't we? I wanted well, to do sure. some weird facts and stuff, but I think we got to do art, or else we'll get complaints. <laughs> so, uh, folks, we uh, might get them either way. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Very, very good point. Good point. Art turf. Let's see here. Did I do it right? Oh, no. I, I, now I see what it is. Here it is. Art Turf. I-N-E-P-G. In its tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters. Oysters. Coach Turf getting ready to go back on the road to try Nitro Tech for another. That's right. We're headed out to Nitro, West Virginia. We're playing uh, TNT this week. And boy, howdy, I'm telling you, we have to get all the fans interested in making a road trip because I guarantee any fans what goes to this ballgame is going to have a blast. Coach, a little bit of an unusual practice session we visited yesterday, getting ready for the football game with TNT. That's right. You know, this is what you call your brilliant stroke of genius on the power of coaching staff here. You know, what we've done is we subjected all of our boys to all the firing and all the grenades and all them cannon launches out there at uh, the ROTC firing range just so they get used to all the atmosphere, what goes on out at the TNT Stadium. What was the reaction of your players to that, uh, to that particular strategy? We're all fired up. I ain't never seen our boys fired up like they've been fired up for this ball game. You know, we've done issued flak jackets to all the boys. We've done issued bayonets to all the boys. We've done showed them John Wayne movies all last night. So you think your game preparation has the team ready to 
pick up their first win of the season this week. That's right, and I am predicting that we are going to pick up our first victory of the season this week. We, I am looking for a fine ball game on offense, a fine ball game on defense, a fine ball game from our special teams, so I think the fans, in addition to having a blast when they go to this ball game, are going to see a fine ball game. We'll get a scouting report on TNT right after we pause for this message. And uh, brought to you today by Michelle Wilson, Responsible Investing. Well, Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at uh, TNT. And in addition to the uh, unusual circumstances surrounding their playing facilities, what have you been able to find out about their football team? Well, not only that, they got a pretty strange place to play, and uh, and uh, not only that, uh, it's it's got an unusual name. They, you know, it goes back to their coach, uh, Coach Crudlow. Crosshair Crudlow, you know, he was a, a bombardier on a B-17 back in WW2. You know, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you heard of it. It was in all the papers, WW2, and, and he was a bombardier on a lot of them missions, and the captain of that plane that they was flying in was a fellow named of, uh, Dump, M.O. Dump, Captain Dump, and he was a real fan of that Bill Crudlow, and uh, when it come time for Coach Crudlow to start coaching over the TNT, uh, Captain Dump decided to give all his money so they could build a stadium over there, and they named it after him, so now they play in the Ammo Dump. Coach, we're running a little bit short on time, and we still haven't gotten a scouting report on what they like to do. Well, you know, you'd think a fellow that uh, is, was a bombardier in the war and has a quarterback named a Bonds Bennett would like to throw a lot of long passes, but no, he, they like to run their mind sweep left, mind sweep right, and uh, they use a running back named of, uh, Ricochet Russell. He bounces off all them tacklers. Sounds like a tough assignment for your defense, Coach. No big deal. Our boy's been bouncing off running backs for years now. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of MX Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Let's do some weird fact, okay? I forgot to do that. Okay. You ready? <laughs> I will be in a moment. <laughs> okay. Got to play in that. Did, you, did you know? Did you know there are no rivers in Saudi Arabia? I did not. Your turn. The leg muscles of a locust are about 1,000 times more powerful than an equal weight of human muscle. How about that? Did you know the croissant was invented in Australia? Uh, no, Austria. Austria. I, I think I did. I had heard that somewhere. Did you know the signing of the Declaration of Independence was not done until August 2nd of 1776? And finally, did you know in Eastern Africa you can buy beer that is brewed from bananas? 
I'm not getting close to it. I got sick of bananas in Ecuador. Yeah. And I just can't stand them now. Okay, folks, have a wonderful day. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Americans are lining up to cast ballots ahead of the November election. Early voting begins in six more states today, including Florida. Correspondent Manuel Bajorquez is in Miami. Nearly two and a half million people have already cast their votes by mail in the state. That's already come close to surpassing the number from the entire 2016 election. But it's not just Florida. Turnout is shattering records across the country. According to some estimates, voters have so far cast more than six times the amount of ballots compared to the same time period four years ago. The coronavirus, a top concern for many voters, health experts like Dr. Russell Vinnick at the University of Utah Hospital are monitoring a surge in cases jamming up ICUs. We cannot manage a long surge. And with the weather getting worse, with Halloween, Thanksgiving coming on, uh, people are more likely to have indoor social gatherings. We absolutely have to have the public change their practice and make some sacrifices. Global coronavirus cases topped 40 million today. There's a sign air travel's coming back. Yesterday, the TSA says it screened more than 1 million passengers for the first time since mid-March. The number is still about 60% lower than it was this time last year. This just in, the Supreme Court's agreed to review Trump administration immigration policies. Correspondent Steve Dorsey is in Washington. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case about a Trump administration policy to require asylum seekers to stay in Mexico while awaiting U.S. court hearings, though it won't happen until next year. The court has also granted a request by the White House appealing or ruling it overstepped executive powers by paying for southern border wall construction with military funds. It took 13 hours, but police in Chicago finally coaxed a dangler down